Vietnam is um, one of the most vulnerable countries in the world to climate change. And then when you talk about the cities, uh, the majority of uh, the effect of climate change, as well as the source of pollution, is in the cities. And Ho Chi Minh City, the largest uh, city in Vietnam. We know from data from the World Bank, for example, that the impact of climate change is, is disrupting economic activity here and uh, undermining growth. Um, so from initial calculations, uh, Vietnam lost $10 billion in 2020, or 3.2% of GDP to climate change impact. And it's really today, it's ranking very low. Um, in the environmental performance um, out of 180 economies, it's in 141st place. So really very bad for um, two main areas, actually, air pollution and biodiversity protection. So um, in terms of pollution, it's really, I mean, it's a big, uh, it's air pollution and it's really causing a lot of headlines for Vietnam. I mean, I live in Hanoi and uh, we cannot uh, go out without checking our um, air quality. It's, it's really bad. And there's certain reasons why air quality is very bad here in, in Vietnam, but specifically in big cities, Hanoi, Ho Chi Minh City, a little better, but uh, it's really also deteriorating in terms of air quality. My name is uh, Ella Oja. I'm the chief of party of uh, USA Vietnam Urban Energy Security Project. From DAI's global development team, I'm Megan Howe, and you're listening to The Practice of Partnership a podcast about how local partnership is the cornerstone of sustainable, impactful development. On this episode, we explore how businesses, banks, and development agencies are coming together to help Vietnam achieve its low emissions and net zero goals. By any measure, Vietnam is a huge success story. In the space of just 20 years, from 2000 to 2020, the country's GDP grew over 10 times, from $31 billion to $346 billion. Extreme poverty plummeted from nearly 30% to less than 1%, and the country reduced malnutrition, increased literacy and secondary school rates, and improved clean drinking water. However, alongside these substantial achievements, carbon emissions skyrocketed. They've grown sevenfold since 2000 and made Vietnam the world's 19th largest carbon emitter. Vietnam is surrounded by water and heavily reliant on the Mekong Delta for agriculture. That means rising sea levels and temperatures threaten millions of livelihoods and jeopardize much of the poverty reduction progress that's been achieved over the past two decades. Not only that, but the industrialization across Vietnam has choked the air in many of the country's large cities. Hanoi is in the top 10 most polluted capitals in the world, with some 60,000 people dying from air pollution annually. 
The government has pledged the country would reach net zero by 2050, but Vietnam faces increasing challenges around reducing fossil fuel-based energy, transportation, and industrial processing. In May this year, the government approved the Power Development Plan 8, which lays out how it will reach its green energy goals by 2050. Wind and solar power, which Vietnam hopes will account for 60% of its energy by 2050, are crucial elements for development. To put the plan into place, the government will need to attract billions in investment. So, it's charting a path to change its future through partnership. Uh, my name is uh, Dong Thị Minh Hà. I am working for the Department of Energy Efficiency and Sustainable Development under Ministry of Industry and Trade. I am in charge of climate change and energy efficiency. Climate change is an existing threat to the goals of poverty reduction and sustainable development of our country. Our country has received technical support uh, from different international partners, uh, international development donors uh, to build capacity, uh, raise awareness and also technology transfer for uh, climate change mitigation. One such partnership is with the USAID Vietnam Urban Energy Security, or VIEWS project, an initiative that aims to reduce Vietnam's vulnerability to climate change, working specifically in Da Nang and Ho Chi Minh City. You heard from Ella, the project's lead earlier. Here she is again. The commitment of Vietnam, the Prime Minister of Vietnam made a large commitment at COP26 uh, to reduce uh, Vietnam uh, emissions to reach net zero green, greenhouse uh, gas emissions by 2050. It's extremely ambitious goal. And so we're very privileged that our project supports Vietnam with uh, this commitment. We also uh, understand that there is need for investment, huge investment for cleaner technologies, and there is limited access to finance. Our project, by the way, has very ambitious goals. So we have a goal of uh, deploying 400 megawatt of uh, energy systems, clean energy systems, mobilizing $600 million in investment, as well as um, piloting 20 innovations. Vietnam needs billions of dollars and hundreds of gigawatts of clean energy to reach net zero. But the project's targets, which it must achieve in four years, are sizable. To put those numbers into perspective, 400 megawatts of power is about 1% of the total power needs for the country, serving over 200,000 households. Plus, mobilizing $600 million is also enough to build a large power plant. In fact, in 2020, a Vietnamese firm built the country's first solar farm for $604 million. Given the scale and magnitude of climate change challenges ahead of Vietnam, partnership is essential. This task of transitioning to cleaner, more reliable sources of energy in Vietnam is very difficult and it's, it's urgent. Um, then to add that the funding needed cannot be met through public sources. It definitely needs private sources and not domestic only but also international sources, again, because it's a very large task. Um, so yeah, only through these partnerships, we will be able as a project to meet our targets, but also to sustain our interventions and to support our two cities, but broadly Vietnam in, in reaching their targets. With this context, we figured out that we needed to have multiple partnerships.
international finance uh, institutions and specifically with DFC, or it stands for the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation and IFC, which is associated with the World Bank. And with these two institutions, uh, we have developed a partnership to facilitate international lending uh, for green investment here in Vietnam. So we have uh, partnerships with the local banking sector here. We work with eight local banks to really support them with capacity building and providing opportunities for them to unlock the capital um, and increase investment in, um, into the energy sector in Vietnam. Vietnam is also working to develop a carbon labeling scheme through a partnership with another USAID project, INVEST. Carbon labeling not only supports the reduction of emissions in Vietnam, but can also support its ongoing participation in global supply chains, leading to greater GDP growth. Internationally, there is increasing pressure for companies to disclose and improve carbon emissions. For example, the European Union's Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, which came into force in early 2023, requires large companies to report against a raft of environmental, social, and governance sustainability factors within their corporate offices and throughout their international supply chains. This means that global companies working in the EU will need to report on sustainability factors for suppliers or manufacturers in any part of the world. So my name is uh, Mai, Mai Nguyen. I am uh, the division manager of the RCN Niras company um, in uh, Vietnam. Uh, we are a consulting firm focusing on uh, energy and climate change. RCE Niras is working with USAID's INVEST project and Vietnam's Ministry of Industry and Trade on developing this carbon labeling system that will work well for businesses. Labeling helps businesses, exporters and manufacturers quantify their emissions and take steps to reduce them. We should be able to manage the carbon emissions of every step in the life cycle of a product. We draft a proposal for um, the Ministry of uh, Industry and Trade. We propose um, the setup of a voluntary uh, carbon labeling scheme with the institutional setup, the implementation plan, um, the certification um, scheme, and the capacity building program. Climate change is a global issue, and we need to uh, use a global approach uh, to handle this. But we definitely um, need uh, some local expertise here because sometimes the international practice uh, don't work in Vietnam. This combination of complementary local and global expertise is delivering results in the carbon labeling arena, the renewable energy space, and in transportation. In Vietnam, there are some 50 to 60 million motorbikes in circulation. That's one for every two people in the country. They are the most popular transport mechanism, with between 2 and 4 million bikes sold annually. In contrast, just 400,000 cars are sold each year. The number of motorbikes on the road is a significant source of air pollution in large cities, which increases health risks and contributes to thousands of deaths a year. So uh, my name is uh, Chung Pham. So uh, I'm currently like leading the finance and operation at, at Dubai. Yeah. Uh, so we are electric uh, motorbike making company. Um, we are like four years old. You rather need a kind of a mask every time you go out on the street, or otherwise, I mean, like your nose, your nostril gonna got a lot of issues. Like just after one day of traveling, 
high on the street. So it's bad. The desire to breathe clean air and to see their cities transformed into more livable and environmentally friendly places led Chung Pham and many of his colleagues to work at DAC Bikes. Although electric bikes are not new in the country, the market penetration rate is very low. Just 2% of all motorbikes in Vietnam are electric. Dat Bikes is working to change this by thinking through the way people ride, getting customer feedback around the locations of charging stations, and ensuring that batteries are sufficient for typical journey times. We find out that emulate people cannot switch because the current e-bike that is actually offered to them on the market cannot meet their demands. People cannot stand by that and actually can go and in only 40 kilometers and something like they're gonna they're gonna need like two hours to charge. So they need to sacrifice too much to be green. So that makes them very reluctant to make the switch. Affordable bikes with longer lasting batteries is the way that Dat Bikes is hoping to change ridership. The Views project is helping the company ready itself for greater investment, garner more publicity, and solidify and quantify its green credentials to attract more support. With greater partnership, Dat Bikes and companies like it can succeed in reducing emissions and improving Vietnam's air quality. Investment and industry partnerships are helping Vietnam achieve its ambitious net zero targets and reduce the threat of climate change. Protecting our planet requires that innovators, investigators, and investors work together to develop solutions to our planet's biggest challenges. Next time, we're heading to Guyana and Mozambique. We'll talk to local businesses and organizations about local content policies that help ensure extractive industries are investing and partnering with the communities they work in. The Practice of Partnership is a DAI production. Check out our show notes for the links to the research we used in this episode. If you liked the show, leave us a rating or you can get in touch with me, Megan Howe, on Twitter. For more information, visit our website at dai.com slash practice of partnership dash podcast. See you next time.